So many of us are waiting to be discovered and waiting for somebody to find us and like give us affirmation of who we are and what we're doing. And it's just, there's so many, you know, like you can't get recognized by every single, you know, big brand out there. Sometimes you recognize the magic within yourself and go decide like, I'm worthy of saying something. Like I have something to share and I'm going to go share it. business takes courage, but making it profitable can be mind-boggling. You're left wondering, what do I do next? Where do I find clients? And is anyone even reading my social media posts? Join me, Beth G. Harper, as I sit down and chat with some fierce, boundary-pushing women on how they built their businesses, the heartbreaking struggles they've gone through, and the juicy secrets that worked for them. Spoiler alert! It's all about a steadfast attitude and having some business smarts. Get ready to build a business that makes more income, impact, and influence. Loves, today's episode is with my Instagram pal, Lindsay Aaron. Lindsay is from San Diego, California. She's a writer, designer, and podcaster. Woo woo. And in 2012, Lindsay launched out in the deep end of entrepreneurship and started her design studio, Third Story Apartment. So over the last couple of years, Lindsay has had her hands in a number of business ventures that have given her the opportunity to travel the world, gather like-minded dreamers together, love that, so passionate about that, and spread hope and goodness. And we're actually going to talk a bit about these different ventures that she's been on and where she's at now with her businesses. With a passion to pass on the torch of courage to other dreamers, Lindsay started the Daring Romantics podcast at the end of 2017. I highly encourage you to go check it out. I listened to an episode today and it was honestly so uplifting. The weekly podcast is less about the how-tos of business and more about the heart and soul of entrepreneurship, and I think that's the big thing with this. Uh, There are so many how-to podcasts out there, but sometimes all you need is a bit of encouragement and motivation, so go check out her podcast. And in between podcasting and client projects, Lindsay can be found brunching, of course, French toast and mimosas included, or making travel plans to some far-off place. Let's get started. So Lindsay, I am so pumped to have you on here today. And I know that you are a multi-passionate entrepreneur and I would love to just learn about how you even got started in entrepreneurship. Yeah. First off, thanks for having me on the show. I'm super pumped to be here. Um, but yeah, gosh, I don't really feel like I set out to be an entrepreneur in any way. I really feel like entrepreneurship found me. So what had happened was I had just moved back home from Tulsa. I had gone to college in Tulsa, Oklahoma, lived there for a couple of years after college and decided, you know what? I really want to move back to San Diego. So I moved back to San Diego and I was to be doing it with my dad. And then that kind of fell through. And then I decided to do real estate with my mom. They're both in different types of real estate. My dad is in commercial and my mom is in residential. So I started doing residential real estate and I realized this is not a good fit. <laughs> and I realized I do not want to be doing this. I'm cut out for real estate. Not that I couldn't do it, but it wasn't sparking anything in me. And I'm very much a person 
that I need to be inspired and I need to be excited about what I'm doing when I wake up in the morning. So I knew I needed to make money and I had been applying for HR jobs because that had been my previous corporate experience. And I literally could not find anything. The market was so incredibly terrible. And so I just decided one day that I was going to start my blog backup, which was called Third Story Apartment based off of the apartment Don lived in in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was on the third story. And I was just going to start this website again and then see if people would hire me first. And it just like, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And I like created on Squarespace. I had never created like a website before. So it was like a bougie blog. And <laughs> then on next day, I literally landed my first client. I don't know how, like within 24 hours, which is... I know it was crazy. So it was definitely like the grace of God watching out for me and like pushing me towards entrepreneurship. But yeah, I basically how I started. It was kind of like, uh, I need to make money. I might as well start a website and put it out there that I do social media and somebody hired me. And then from there, my business, it gave me the confidence that like, Oh, I can start something. I can do something like I can make something and people will be attracted to it. I fell into it and decided that it wanted me and it took me and it has never let me go, go since. That's incredible. You only need that first person to believe in you. And so I know that now with third story apartments, you're mainly focusing on websites, right? So you started off with social media. Yeah, it's definitely evolved like over the years. So I started off doing social media and then people asked do graphics. And at the time I wasn't a very strong graphic designer. If I'm being honest, um, I'm self-taught. I learned graphic design from a friend, like for one hour in a coffee shop. She just taught me the basics. And ever since then, people started asking me to do many projects. And so I would say yes, because I needed money. And like over time, like I like started getting and I like practice and I create fake projects for myself. And then somebody asked me to do like their first branding project. And I was just, I had no idea what I was doing. 20 <laughs> different logo ideas. Like what was I thinking? <laughs> Anyways, but over time I've just realized, okay, like this, I like, this is what I'm good at. I'm going to shave off everything else. And so that's kind of what happened along the way. It's like, I started with social media because that was making me quick money. And I had experience like building organic social platforms. And then I realized, oh, people want graphic design. Let me add on graphic design. And then over time, I'm like, I hate doing social media for people. And I let that go. And then even just recently, I've shaved off general graphic design and put in branding because that's what I enjoy. Like, I don't want to be making a random poster or a random wedding invite. Like, I want to be helping entrepreneurs build online activity. And so, yeah, it's just shaped over time as I've progressed as a creative and as a person and realized, okay, this is more of what I like this to shift and change. That's awesome. I can totally resonate with that because I also started kind of in like that social media management world. I was like, Oh, yeah. I love social media. It was like, you know, Instagram was picking up Facebook for business. All of those things were, were picking up, but the actual management part is like, Oh, it's brutal. Definitely not something that I wanted it's to so stick with. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't want to be like stuck with like the 
sense of like ROI, like it's just like, that's too much pressure for a social media manager that you're not paying very much money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally resonate with that. Yeah. I love how, how your brand has evolved and I know that you're juggling various other brands and I'd love to hear a little bit about those and kind of how those came, came to be. Yeah. So I used to have more. I've been in the process of, um, quote unquote, slow. And I've been going through a major, um, essentialism process, which if you don't, if you haven't heard that book, essentialism by Greg McGowan, I would really recommend it. It's so good. It's so good. Um, But yeah, right now it's so amazing. It like literally just kind of like it's a good dose of reality and a good dose of truth that I think that sometimes us millennials need. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so I currently have Daring Romantics, Third Story, and Pep to the Talk. And uh, Daring Romantics is just my weekly podcast. And honestly, like I started as a project. There's no, like, I don't make any money off of it. I don't intend to make any money off of it. Um, I really just felt like I had something to say and I wanted to give myself a platform to say it because I don't want to like wait around, you know, like I don't want to wait around for somebody to quote unquote, discover me. I don't want to wait around for somebody to give me, I don't want to wait around for someone to invite me to speak. If I have something to say, I might as well go out on the street corner and start saying it. So my podcast is my street <laughs> go out and say what I say <laughs> because You're I feel a little like soapbox. yeah exactly because I feel like man there are so many people out there in the world and I think so many of us are waiting to be discovered and waiting for somebody to find us and like give us affirmation of who we are and what we're doing and it's just there's so many you know like you can't get recognized by every single you know, big brand out there. Sometimes you recognize me and the magic within yourself and go decide like, I'm worthy of saying something. Like I have something to share and I'm going to go share it. And so that's kind of what I did during Romantics. And then Pep to the Talk is also just a little passion project, which I am turning into a book. Um, that's kind of been like the process behind it the whole time. But basically that started because I love pep talk. <laughs> I need pep talk myself regular basis. I think that people think, um, well, I think that it's easy to assume what somebody's life is when you're just watching their life to grant. And so people think I'm like a naturally very like, um, confident and like self-assured person. And to some degree I am, but most of it is because I'm pep talking myself Like behind <laughs> the scenes. If I'm going through something, I'm giving myself a pep talk. And the majority of the content that's being put out on that Instagram platform is added for myself because I did it, not because I felt like somebody else needed it. And so I started writing myself pep talks and then I would start to my friends and like texting them in the morning. Cause that's kind of one of my goals is just to text people in the morning and just to recognize them and just to believe in them and share them on. I think that it's like a really powerful thing that I think is kind of lost in our generation. Cause we're so self-focused and focused on what we're doing. And it's not that we're trying to be selfish by any means. It's just kind of how we've been conditioned. And so I just wanted to constantly make sure that I'm going outside of myself and helping other people get to their goals as well. So I started texting out the pep talks and then I realized, and if I'm texting my friends, I should put them online <laughs> because obviously that's like my mentality with everything. Um, so yeah, I started a, um, 
an Insta account for it and just started posting these little pep talks that aren't very long. They're just like a paragraph long that just encourage people and remind people to dream, to not give up and just on different topics. And, um, I send out weekly emails every Wednesday that have like a longer pep talk and just, I try to be vulnerable on them, able to know I'm no different than you. I'm another human being who's just trying to make a dream come true. So those are the three brands that I have right now. I love that. So I feel like I'm almost certain that I discovered you through Wild Hearts and then, um, and then I think pep talks, I think pep talks was like the one thing that I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to sign up to her newsletter list. I absolutely (laughs) loved it. And I, I had no idea that it was stuff that you're like speaking back into your life, which is huge. And just like seeing that vulnerability, I love that. And I know that we need more of that in today's culture, especially with like social media and like, yeah, what it causes for so many people that kind of envy and that, yeah, it's, it's such a sad platform, but it brings so many opportunities at the same time. Yeah. I think there's like a love hate, like relationship with all social media platforms because it can isolate you and feel like you're all alone. But at the time, like, because you compare, right? Because yes. it's like the self person, like the person, the user is isolating themselves, comparing and saying, well, they're different than me. They're not the same. They have this and that going for them. And so they isolate themselves. But on the flip side, it can be so beautiful because it brings people together. Like this conversation wouldn't be happening with social media. So thank you, Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Okay. Lindsay. So tell me, how do you juggle all these brands and you know, I'm sure I know that personally when I'm juggling different projects, I, I can get so close to burnout. So how do you juggle it? How do you avoid burnout? Um, do you have any, any tips or advice around that? Totally. Um, I did not do a very job in honesty and avoiding burnout. Um, I went through burnout pretty much all of last year, which talk about on my So it's like, it's a private thing, but at the same time, anybody who listens to my podcast knows. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I went through burnout pretty much all of the show back in London and just felt like I'm too tired to live. And so I came home. Actually, that's such a dramatic statement. I don't want anybody (laughs) to think that I was like, they needed to call a counselor for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm becoming more dramatic as I grow older. Uh, any- <laughs> we're millennials. We're so dramatic. What was I saying? <laughs> we're so dramatic. I can thank Anne of Green Gables for that, though. She's so dramatic, and she's my she's my little inspiration in life. Um, yeah. So I decided to come home, but um, I honestly juggling too much. And um, yeah. So you said that you met me through Wild Hearts. Wild Hearts is no longer around. Um, because I had to come to the decision that that my well-being and that my soul and that my mental health and that the way that I lived life was important as well. I think my advice to avoid burnout would be to actually listen to your body and listen to your soul and to actually like not work all the time. <laughs> I think juggling juggling three well, at the time it was just two. And then it was just like, I had pep talks and stuff, but I wasn't even like very consistent with it. So juggling two businesses that were like legit, like 
um, businesses was a lot. And it's a lot of responsibility when you're not just taking, when one of your business is not just like, like third story. It's like, I'm not just taking, like, not, not just like running a business for myself. I'm like helping other people start their businesses. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not, it's not like this like easy thing. It's not like I'm a, like sending them out on Etsy, you know, it's not like it's actually something that's like taking a lot of energy for me. And then on like to be paired with that, well, hearts is also taking a lot of energy because you're having to fund it. You're having to meet people and talk to people and mentor people. And all this energy is just in from you. And when you're not replenishing, then you end up having burnout. And that's kind of happened. I was just saying to everybody who came my way and I wasn't ever replenishing and I experienced burnout. And so I guess my advice to make sure you're constantly replenishing yourself. For me, I had to like have like a hard to heart. What is it? Heart to heart. Yeah. Heart to heart <laughs> conversation with myself and realize like, yeah, I'm not experiencing any magic in my life. Like I came to that realization last October and I realized this is the way to live. Like I'm telling everybody that they should be experiencing magic in their life. Yet here I am just giving, giving, giving and never replenishing. And I feel related because I'm not replenished and I, and I need something to change. And so, yeah, like if you're juggling multiple things, like don't feel like you have to go 90 miles an hour the whole entire time. Like you're allowed to have slow days. You're allowed to take a day off. You don't need to work on weekends. That's like actually like a huge thing for me now. I do not work on weekends at all. Like I, which is really hard because I feel really lazy by not working on the weekends. <laughs> but like, I, know I that also feeling. like had to change things up. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like, because it's like, we have this like new hustle mentality, right? Like everybody yes. wants to be a girl boss and you hear like, hustle, hustle all the time. Like there's a million quotes on Instagram and Pinterest <laughs> about hustling. And so we're like, if I'm not hustling, if I'm not working every moment, then I'm not working hard. And then I'm not going to reach my goals and I'm not going to reach my dreams. And so we just like run ourselves down to the ground and never take care of ourselves properly. And we reach burnout. And that's, and then when you reach burnout, it's like, you don't even want to create anymore. Like I reached a season where I was like, I don't even know if I want to create, like, I don't know why, like I have all these things the very core of me wants to make impact in the world. And the very core of me wants to enrich other people's lives and it breathes to people. And so for me to get to a place where I don't even want to do that means I'm way too busy. I'm way like I have too much on my plate and I need to clear my plate so that I can breathe again. I can life into myself and have life breathed into me, but then also breathe life into other people. Um, so yeah, but now I feel like the thing done is don't work on weekends. I make sure that I stop working by like seven o'clock, um, which is like a huge thing for me. Cause I used to always 11 or midnight and, um, I like make sure that I like hang out with people and see people and like go out for drinks and get French fries, you know, <laughs> have taco Tuesday. And I like make sure that I'm having time for people. And even as something as simple as like, not leaving like family dinners early because I need to work, but like staying at my family and like actually helping with the dishes. <laughs> like I know yeah. that sounds like so silly, but like that for me was like something like I'm going to sit here and I'm going to help everyone do dishes until like the dishes are done. And then I can leave and go do my work. 
but like before I would just always like rush off and be like, I got to work. I got to work. I got to work. And every excuse. Yeah, I did have to work and I still do have to work, but work can wait. Like I'm just realizing that like, just because somebody emails you doesn't mean that you need to email them back. Like just because somebody says that they need something doesn't mean that they need it right that moment. Like nothing is life or death. And I think that sometimes we treat things as life or death just because we've been conditioned somehow, some way we've been conditioned and we all do it. We're all guilty of it. And especially the of us who are really ambitious really want to make it in those. But I think that we can all afford to slow down in order to avoid burnout, burnout. I love that. And I honestly can relate to all of that. I'm definitely the girl who works way too late. Um, I work on the weekends and a big part is like, I just love what I do and I, I can totally relate to, okay, I need to work to be successful. Right. It's like a mix of all of those things. And I have definitely, and you know, here's the thing. I think there's seasons for everything. There's definitely seasons to hustle. There's seasons to like, yeah. um, like restore your energy. And I think you just need to understand what season you're in, but you definitely need that. Season. Totally. All in balance. Yes, exactly. If you don't get that, like, Gosh, I know that I've personally hit points where I just, I'm like, I don't even know what to write about or like what to talk to my audience about. It's just like, there's nothing left in your mind like to say. Um, And with our type of business, like we need to share content. We want to help people. And we know that there's things that we can talk about over and over again, because people need to hear it over and over again, but it can get so exhausting. Yeah. Hit that wall. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I'm just realizing everything is with, within balance. And uh, yes, there are some things like you said, you're going to have to like go hard and work hard. And sometimes, yeah, you're going to have to work on weekends and that's okay. Uh, but then there's like, when you can, like, you don't have to be going 90 miles per hour all the time. Like 65 is fine. <laughs> you know, like 65 is a speed That's limit. Pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, can go exactly. 65 and still get to your just, de- yeah. Like you can go 65 and still get to your destination. Okay. Maybe 70, but like anything <laughs> over that, like if you're doing that, well, it's not sustainable. And like, that's what we have to come back to is like, do I believe in my mission so much so that I'm willing to do what is actually sustainable and maybe not the fastest? And for me, that's where I had to come to is like, I believe in my mission to breathe life into people so much that I want to do the sustainable thing, not what seems the biggest other people, what the biggest to me or not what like makes it seem the quickest route. You know, like I want to take the route that's sustainable. Yeah. And I so appreciate that. I have a lot of friends, at least in like the coaching industry who have made it big really, really quickly. And I've seen the sacrifices that they've had to make in terms of like time and their energy. And I mean, I've seen all of them hit a wall eventually and they've had to slow down. Um, I've personally taken, like, I can so resonate with like just taking the slower journey, like the 65 hours um, or miles per hour, uh, has been personally my route. And I think, I think for me, it's been because I have seen these women hit a wall and Mm -hmm. I'm not building a business to, to hit that wall. Right. I'm not building a business to, to be tired all the time, to not have time with my husband or not be able to see my family. So I guess my question for you would be how, how do you manage that? I mean, I know personally, a lot of the time I'm like, Oh, I want to reach like a new level of success so much faster than I am right now. I, 
you know, I want my story to be like, I sent out an email the other day that was like, make a million dollars in one week. Like we see all of these headlines, right? Like 6k and like, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how do you balance that? Like, how do you juggle that? The ambition with the stability. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I think honestly, I feel like going on my morning walks has really helped me with this. <laughs> um, because like, okay. So in the past, like I'd wake up and the thing that I would do is just check my email and like go and do a to-do list. Right. And now I'm waking up and I'm going on a walk and I walk neighborhood for about 45 minutes. And I think that that time just gives me like the mental space to like, realize like, it's okay to be slow, like slow and steady ways. And then I'm a person of prayer and I'm a person of meditation. And so like, it's also been like really good for me. Cause I just like pray. And I, I say like, God, like, I thank you that you're building my platform. Like I think I'm sowing this and you're watering it and you're going to make it grow and multiply. And I thank you that as I am faithful to my job, as I'm faithful to my clients, as I'm faithful to them that you've given me, that you're faithful to do your part too and make it grow bigger than I could ever grow. And so I think taking that time for myself to just like pray and meditate and walk and just like clear mental space and not have to like rush and do emails first thing that I, when I wake up has really given me like the calm peace that I am going to make it. It's just doing something every single day that pushes you towards your goal. And I think for me too, like I really just been like not ranking myself against other people. And I actually talked about this on my podcast that comes out today, but I think that we get this cycle of like feeling we should do more and like we have to like reach these massive goals because we're constantly ranking ourselves against other people. Like, like you said, we always hear, I don't know how many emails I've gotten that have a headline to that, like a million dollars in a week, like 267 K launch. And like, that's awesome. That is amazing. It's so cool. So much darn work and more than one person. I guarantee you that more than one person is working on that than just the person email. No. And I think that we just need to put things into perspective and realize, okay, their business did not happen overnight, even though they're making it seem like every overnight reality check, a lot of steps went into that before they made that 267K or million dollars or whatever in the week. You know, not just yeah. like the lofty thing. And so I think that we just constantly have to put ourselves in chat and think about full picture, even though somebody's not giving us her, we have to be like the detective that just like realizes like, okay, this was a lot of work, a lot of sweat and tears and blood that went into this. And now they're sending celebration email, which is amazing, but there was more to it than just this email and just I put stuff on Teachable or Kajabi or whatever, <laughs> and it launched out to the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's so many extra steps. And so I think that we just like need to like take a second to like recognize that like slow and steady wins the race. Like those people, they like they were being slow. And then they got to this moment where they like reached their mountaintop. And it's like, man, like sometimes like we just need to remember it's like, do one thing, do that puts you further, do one thing that inches you closer to your dream and to your goal. And then one day you're going to be at the mountaintop and one day you're going to be sending that email. But hopefully when we send email, when the people who are listening to this send the email, they make it a little bit more transparent as yeah. to the journey that actually came with it. But yeah, I think that that's like how I'm keeping myself in chat is just to like realize that it's like every single day, like I have the opportunity to 
you know, expand and to reach and to do something that puts me further towards my dream and to no longer rank myself, to no longer allow myself to rank. Because like when you're constantly ranking, then you're feeling the pressure and you get this like stress and anxiety to do more and be better and all this stuff. And you like zooming off, like, and it's just, man, no, don't do that. Like ranking shouldn't be a thing because you can't even celebrate people properly when you're ranking yourself against them. And then ranking leaves no room for grace. And like grace, honestly, like, I don't know about your business, Beth, but like my business is literally built on grace. Like, Like literally it is unmerited favor, you know, where it's like things happen that should not have happened. Like reality check, a live like my business should not have happened. I'm just being honest. I didn't get to where I am in my own strength and in my own power and my own knowledge. Like stuff came to me because people, that's favor, that's grace, you know? And like ranking doesn't rank, grace doesn't rank. And so it's like, if grace doesn't rank, if unmerited favor doesn't rank, it's like these wild opportunities that we speak of and that we dream of don't rank us, then why should we be ranking ourselves? It's just putting this unneeded pressure on ourselves that makes us feel like we're in a race. So true. Seriously, so, so true. I know that my business... (laughs) without the favor and grace, like it would not be where it is today. And I would definitely have to touch on that grace part because personally, it's something that I need from people, like whether it's a client or whether it's my audience or even grace, like giving myself grace. I, I think I'm the person who puts so much on her to-do list. I'm like, yeah, I could do all of this in like the next three hours. And then like, I only check off like two or three things. Right. I don't know if if you do that, but (laughs) same. Yeah. I'm still like trying to like learn how to like overburn my mind. (laughs) Yeah. So grace is so important. And it's something that I teach all of my students. Um, actually my last group of startup society students, um, grace was just something that we talked about all of the time. Uh, they, I feel like many of them were just like, they were putting so much pressure on themselves to reach certain things or to achieve certain goals. And we're missing those first couple steps that they needed to take before being able to achieve their goals. And so a lot of the time, like the one place that we need grace the most is from ourselves. And you just have to be willing to let go, let go of that guilt. Totally. I couldn't agree anymore. Like that's like, I'm like so good. So, and like we have grace for ourselves and when we have grace for our goals, then we're actually able to meet our goals, you know, but like if we're never giving ourselves grace and we just get ourselves up, come to to actually meet them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then nothing's ever enough. Like I find that when I'm just putting pressure, nothing is ever enough. And even if I reach a goal, it just still doesn't feel like it's enough because I, yeah. There's just that pressure on, on meeting certain things. Yeah. Like I have to tell myself like I'm behind, like being honest, I'm behind all my goals for 2018. Like I have like certain things that I wanted to have already checked off and just like simple stuff as like templates are actually like already designed. I just have to like build out on like the platform, you yeah. know, like stuff that's like really easy for me to like check up a list just been his work and like other things and trying to live a healthy lifestyle but it's just like those web templates can sit there I'm I'm still gonna need to be healthy then it's like so I have to 
walk in the morning and say like, okay, Lindsay, I'm giving you grace. Like I have grace for the fact that you haven't put those on the web yet. And that's okay. And I actually had a good conversation. My best friend boomy me in London when I was there last week. And we were just talking about how sometimes like we come up with these plans and like these timelines ourselves that are actually too fast for us. Mm. And like, we actually, as human beings cannot catch up and like sustain the time that we've created. So for me and specifically in this season, I'm realizing that this first six months are actually just like foundational, you know? And like, I never gave myself room in my 2018 timeline to build a solid foundation, you know, yeah. like, because I told you like already, like I've been eliminating and like, I've been resetting things within worlds within even my business. Everything has kind of had the reset button, but I gave no room for there to be like a new foundation. And so I have training for my heart and soul and like businesses. And so sometimes like we create these timelines that are unrealistic and we have to have a foundation before we can actually do all the swines that are on the timeline. And so I think that too, for anybody listening, like realize like part of the timeline is having a foundation and too often we don't factor that into the timeline. And so like, if you're in a season where you're feeling like things are slower and you're not checking things off your list as much as you like, if you feel like you're behind on overall goals, like realize like there's a foundational season and like you're in it now like have grace for yourself and realize like what are foundational are set, like you're good and you're solid. Like then you can go off and like check things off like crazy because you already have the solid foundation. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. And actually that just makes me think of my vision for 2018 and like certain things that I haven't met. And it, I don't know, it just clicked for me right now. Actually, there are certain pieces that I'm still setting up the foundation so that I can reach specific goals. Yeah. And my timeline's not done yet. Like, I know there's things I would have yeah. liked to hit already, but the year's not over. There's like a good chunk of the year left. The year is not, there is, the year is not over. We're only four months in. And I think that sometimes like our mind, like, we see the glass half empty when the glass is still full, <laughs> you know, it's like, man, and that's where again comes into the, into the conversation because grace can expedite a timeline, you know, like once the foundation is set, like grace can make things happen so much faster on the end of the, like on the latter end of the timeline, because we actually spent the time like being faithful to set up a foundation for our you know, like that's the cool thing. Like time is on our time is rooting for us. Time wants to see us accomplish these goals as well, because us accomplishing our goals is going to have impact on other people. And those are going to have impact on other people when they reach their goals. And then it's just going to be like this wildfire of goodness that's spreading on to everybody. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. So you have to tell me what has been your favorite success. So what are you most proud of throughout your whole entrepreneurial journey? You know, you've dabbled in these various brands and businesses, you know, you've closed some down. What has been like the peak at least so far? I'm sure there will be many, many more, but so far, what has been like that amazing success moment that you felt? Gosh. Um, yeah, I feel like I incur like little moments like every now and then. Um, I think like one of my like most excited, honestly, it had to do with Wild Hearts, which is no longer around. But last year, 
um, we did a conference and really, really exciting. It was probably the hardest thing that I'd ever done is, you know, throwing and planning and hosting a conference and like, just like gathering women together. And I think for me, like that was really special to see. And that was like such a peak because it just made me realize like how much our stories matter and how much sharing our stories matter because, you know, like we're you and I Beth, like we're normal people, you know, and we have a story and the thing that sets us apart from a lot of people is that we're just out there sharing our story and less like, you know, Oh, Beth Harper or Lindsay Aaron, you know, and it makes us more like, Oh yeah, Beth. Oh oh, yeah. Lindsay, you know, it makes us so much more relatable. And so I think that it was just like that. I think that was my highlight is just like getting like to be with people in person and you're so much like me. Like you're such a big goofball and like, just like hearing people's stories and like hearing people's dreams. And I was able to of the friends and help to their dream. And I think that that was really cool. And then like to spin off that one of the girls who came to the conference, um, I actually randomly ran into her in Palm Springs and she was hosting her own little weekend. And like, for me, like that was just like such a cool moment to see like somebody who was now off doing their own event. And at this time, like I'd already let wild hearts go. So I think that it was like even a little bit more special because it's just like, and you're in the surpass that I did in this like realm and this industry. And like, that's really special. Like to see somebody surpassing you be special for me, it was really special because it's like you passed on the torch. Like we don't need to take every single torch to the very end. Like sometimes we just need to pass on the torch to somebody else. So I think that for me, like that was just like a really cool thing to decide within my own heart to create a space for women to come together and then to pass on the torch and then to somebody else, take the torch for something of their own. Oh, Lindsay, that is so beautiful. And I totally agree with that. You don't like businesses don't need to run forever. There's phases and seasons for everything. And I mean, you've evolved, like there's other things that you're, you're focusing on now. And wild hearts was just kind of that stepping stone to get to get to where you are right now. Uh, but I love just like the fruit of, of what wild hearts left, left for, for that client of yours. Yeah. It was really beautiful. Somebody described, um, a girl who had, so wild hearts has before Wild Hearts, we had Coast to Coast. So I've actually been very transition and letting <laughs> ideas go. Yeah. Um, but there was a girl who traveled with us to Ecuador when we were Coast to Coast. And then she came to our conferences and tours when we were Wild Hearts. And she's also a client for Third Story. So there's like a lot of like... Um, Crossover. We're like overflow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of my businesses, which is really cool. But so anyway, she described Wild Hearts as a beautiful sunset that you'll, and like, you know, like those sunsets that you see and like, it's just so magical, so special. And it's like, it's rare to ever find a sunset like that again. Yeah. And so she like described it as like this magical sunset doesn't happen all the time. And it's like a rarity and like, it only happened for a short season. And like, it was beautiful and it doesn't take away from the beauty that it didn't last for forever because not every sunset lasts for forever. You know? Oh, I love so that. It's a really beautiful way to think of it. Yeah. Isn't that so beautiful. I like literally cried on the phone when she told me that, like literally we're on the <laughs> phone for, um, 
for her brand. And she's like telling me this and I'm like literally like tears down my eyes. I'm like, that's so beautiful. (laughs) Well, Lindsay, I know we're wrapping up here and what I'd love to know. So I have two final questions for you. So what legacy do you want to leave behind? Yeah, actually, I love that question. It's like one of my, I live by that question. Um, I want people to remember me. I want to pass on a legacy of faith. I want to pass a legacy of hope and a legacy of dreaming. I want people to know that they can have wild faith and believe against all odds. And if they choose to believe against odds, they're hoping for and what they're dreaming of will come to pass. It's just a matter of time and that hope will never lead you astray and that dreams will always take to the beautiful destinations. Oh, I love that. I'm such a dreamer. So I totally, totally resonate with that. Okay. My final question for you is what's your favorite quote or what's your favorite business book? My favorite quote I don't know if I really have a favorite quote, but the thing that I always tell myself is, um, don't buy the days of small beginnings. And I actually remind of this all the time. Um, but yeah, don't despise the days of small beginnings. I think that it's really easy to like discount our beginning days, be big. We are, we've already talked about, mm. but like everything great always started off small and how like small and mighty is a thing. Like not everything needs to be massive in order to make impact. Um, and things can be small and look smaller or start small, but become this and beautiful thing. And then favorite business book. Um, I have multiple, but one of my favorite ones is the 10 X rule by Grant Cardone. Ooh, I, recommend it. I haven't read that yet, but I literally just purchased it on audible the other day. So I'm- oh, yeah, you're going to love it. I have a favorite quote from there too. He like talks about how like success is like our ethical obligation. It's like such a beautiful process, but you'll have to read that. Yeah. No, I love that. Where can we find you online? Yes. You can find mine, um, on Instagram at Lindsay Aaron. That's L I N D S E Y. And then Aaron is with a Y R Y N. And then my website is lindsayaron.com. And from there, you can find literally everything. Uh, you can find Third Story Apartment, <laughs> and, um, The Past, which is the Daring Romantics, and episodes come out every Thursday on iTunes. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. It's been so fun chatting with you and just learning about your journey and like everything that you've learned throughout that process. Oh my I gosh. so appreciate you. 100%. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to be on this talk with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Steadfast Society podcast. Before you go, if you want to dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes, head on over to www.steadfastsociety.co. If you love today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in, love. We'll see you next time.